ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Welcome to Bright. All right, welcome to Fright Central. We're back again where we talk all things horror. I'm Kevin Dock, and I'm with Brandon Keck again. How you doing, Keck? As always, what's up, buddy? Yeah, good. Uh, I just want to uh, do a quick thing before we get into our, to- our topic. Uh, just one thing from last week, uh, Antebellum, the witch head, uh, was supposed to come out April 24th, I believe it was. And that had gotten delayed because, you know, the thing that's happening <laughs> now. <laughs> that, oh yeah that yeah 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 uh so it, it's going to be released uh video on demand on september 18th so we'll be able to watch it we don't have to wait till next year we can watch it at home by ourselves you know yeah i had just uh, seen uh, i had just seen news that popped up on my feed yesterday about all the films like when they're being delayed to and my one buddy like flipped out so hardcore because he found that john wick 4 i'm not a real big fan is being pushed back to 2022 at the earliest well you can tell there's good news because they're uh filming john wick 5 and uh, yeah back to back with john wick 4 so yeah i i I did hear that too i was actually like really confused until you just mentioned it now i didn't know what that meant i thought i just thought they meant like john wick 5 was already green lit but uh, shooting them back to back but yeah uh yeah annabellum video on demand september 18th so that that should be fun uh so our topic tonight is going to be uh man hunting man for sport or that that's very important for sport for sport yes because <clears throat> we, we had a situation where they're forced it's got to be specifically an organized premeditated meeting where they are specifically being hunted for sport and the hunters are doing it you know uh, like you know no one has their own free will and like they're being hunted down by guys that have like elaborate scenes set up yeah yes because they wanted they want to have the ultimate you know prey you know it's kind of like the predator hunting uh that elite team of you know schwarzenegger the guy like the predator was doing that for sport and he he's he's always looking for the ultimate game so and man is the ultimate game well we might do another podcast where we're talking about things hunting other people so like the predator um like uh you know the ghost in the darkness where lions are hunting people and the <laughs> edge where bears so we may be <laughs> not sure yeah. yet we're gonna work out see if it'll fly yeah that's a whole nother uh topic though whole so nother. yes this is uh basically it all started uh from the book uh, most dangerous game uh I don't know if you had a date on that, but uh, it was adapted into a movie in 1932, Yeah, the film was 32. I'm not sure when the book was written. Uh, Yeah, I did have a a quick tidbit on the the film, which I I have not seen, but I I saw part of the trivia was that it was filmed on some of the same sets as the original uh, King Kong, and it was actually filmed at the same time. So, like, whenever they weren't shooting on a certain set, they would go and shoot a most dangerous game. Yeah. 
So I thought I thought that was fascinating because it was done by the same studio that did. Uh, you don't know the plot or anything, like. I all I know is it's man hunting man. That's all. That's all I know. Force well, let me let me just lay it out because I mean this is like the ultimate film for this topic. What this guy does, he's like this like rich kind of like eccentric, extremely eccentric guy, and also a total psychopath, and he owns an island and he organizes a ship to have trouble at sea so that the people like he orchestrates like a shipwreck so the people are then shipwrecked on his island and that's when he begins hunting them and he's like very sort of specific where he picks one off at a time, like something like the predator do would do, you know, he didn't kill him in mass groups. He would take one at a time. And he was like taking like trophies from each person that he killed afterwards, sort of again, like the predator does. So um, I would say that this, this movie, and I mean, it was made in the early thirties, you know, so um it's obviously uh, probably not something a lot of people today would appreciate, but for when it came out, it was considered to be somewhat controversial. And um, I mean, it's, I mean, the acting was great. I mean, for early thirties, like the picture was great. Like the, the set looked great. And you said that's where King Kong was filmed on the same set that they. Yes. Well, uh, that was filmed on the same set as King Kong. I mean, yeah, let's get it right. They were definitely there to shoot King Kong. Now, yeah, what, I, what I mean is the set looked great, and you know, I thought the set for King Kong also looked great, the original King Kong. So, yeah. um, you know, it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a great flick. It's obviously dated, but like, if you're interested in this topic, people hunting people for sport, it is necessary to be in your library yes i totally agree uh so what based you... on you not seeing the movie yes <laughs> but <laughs> just, just based on the uh the, the scenes in king kong where they're on the island and stuff like that uh, based on those scenes <laughs> based on that based on that scene so yeah. like i totally agree which i'm basing on absolutely nothing <laughs> next <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm being really distracted by this helicopter that's circling over my head right now for unknown reasons so <laughs> but uh well, anyway. you're in la according to joe rogan la is like going to hell yeah. like it's gonna be a horror movie in la soon oh absolutely uh but uh what did you have next because the next on my list i had running man in 1987 i mean i'm sure there was movies yeah well running man is running man running man is a uh film i reviewed for this topic and i also had i was a little bit conflicted um as to why uh running man made the list because i guess i didn't see it as hunting for sport but the more i think back because it's been a really long time i thought i remembered everybody being sort of forced into it but that's not correct is it no uh it's it's basically i mean we all know running man by now schwarzenegger gets yeah you know, uh, 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 jesse, jesse gets, the body he yeah. has like one of the best lines ever <laughs> in that movie. Well, that, that whole movie is quotable but yes it's it's basically that yeah they've you know, uh, 
false accusations on uh, killing a bunch of people. So they capture him and throw him inside a, a game for television uh, now. And you know that I was looking it up and that movie takes place in 2019 and it's like the economy's collapsed and all this. And it's yeah. like almost exactly what's happening right now. So it's like, all right, when do we start uh, doing the running man? But the all the uh, killers in the actual game that are hunting them are, you know, they're paid to be there and they do it for entertainment for the sport. So that's why I included it on the, uh, the list. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I, you know, the more you explained it, like the more I started to think back and remember. The, I mean, the only people that are being forced into it are like the convicts. Yeah. Because that was kind of, um, that was kind of like their sentence. You know, they were sentenced to death by amuse or for amusement to, yes. Yes. you know, a national audience. And the hunters, they were being, you know, they were paid to do it and they wanted to do it like yeah. Jesse the body so you know they were that was like you know that was like you know sort of like, like a survivor reality tv show in a way um where you know the uh hunters are kind of like um you know legendary like uh on-screen personality like Jesse the body was like viewed as like a great hunter and he was like a fan favorite and then there were other people that also had like reputations and um you know like meet supreme from fucking uh idiocracy where uh, like <laughs> where the Owen brother gets uh hunt it in the end he's like meet supreme is gonna come out but yeah so all the hunters they were like famous people that like built their fame on hunting these condemned prisoners so yeah i mean i kind of forgot like a lot about that movie and i watched some uh select scenes of it today and uh yeah man it, it, it brought me back it brought me back and it is awesome movie you don't watch that like almost like once every other year, maybe even once a year. Let's I do, I do not. I watch Predator weekly, you know. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like my week has been complete. But um, and it's really scary being out in the woods because like I hear things at night and like I walk around places and like I swear to Christ, like I always like turn around thinking and you know we're armed, so like I always think I'm gonna like turn around and see like this like shimmy like somewhat invisible light bending thing and it's just gonna be the predator and you know I'm ripped. Yeah, especially so, if you're out there with guns and shit, too. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're not hunting people, so hopefully he would take that into consideration. But, like, I guess if I have a rifle in my hand, like, he just assumes I'm fair game. Yeah, you're a threat. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, what did you have next on your list? Did you have a – because I had hard target uh, next yeah. on my list. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I have Hard Target is one of I didn't really uh, rank the uh, films I reviewed. Oh, I just I just put them in uh, in release and movie release order of the year they came out. So yeah, I didn't I didn't really um, I didn't really rate them or like do them in any particular order. But uh, Hard Target is on my list. I yeah. remember liking it a lot, but I kind of forgot a lot about it. What exactly? It was with Sean Claude Van Damme. Yes, and Lance Hendrickson. Oh, fuck. So right there. Uh, forget. forget uh, shit. I really hope Lance never hears this. 
Uh, it was uh, John Woo's first uh, American film. So he actually had, uh, I believe it was Sam Raimi on set, uh, um, you know, kind of helping him direct a bit and help communicate, which I didn't know until I, I looked that up. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a kind of a fascinating fact that, that he was there. But it's uh, basically um, Yancey Butler's father. She goes looking for her father, who is like this homeless vet who has disappeared and in new orleans and enlist the helps of uh, jean-claude van damme and that's why it's set in new orleans that way they can be like oh why does he have this fucking weird french accent you know what i mean yeah so it was like he was somebody from the quarter or something like that and he he fit in there really well i didn't yeah i don't remember it wow that's crazy i don't remember a lot about the movie so he so he helps her find uh her dad uh well at least what happened to him and uh, another one of his other buddies and he gets involved in this whole th- uh thing with lance hendrickson who actually goes to people and kind of like get, he'll give them a money belt or um i remember like, yeah I remember and be like hey that. if you can get from here to the other side of the city uh, then, then you get to then you get to keep all the money and, and you get to live. But if you don't, you know, obviously you die because we hunt you down and shit like that. And uh, yeah, he, and Jean Claude Van Damme kind of gets in the way of that, and uh, so they end up hunting uh, Van Damme down. And there's a great scene uh, at the end where, um, which wasn't in the script, and they didn't cut it, where Lance Hendrickson's coat catches on fire. And like being such like a great actor that he is, he kind of just takes the coat off while it's on fire and just like ad lib some shit and like fucking just continued and ripped right through it and just. I would expect nothing less from Lance. Man. Yeah, I'd I'd read that that wasn't like planned at all, and they were just He's like so fucking badass. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I definitely thought it was worth going back and and, uh, and watching again because I had been years since I had seen it, so I was like, let me check this out again. And there's there's some good action pieces in it. That that's interesting because you know some of these films have there's like financial incentives for the hunt. You know what I mean? Like the running man, like they're celebrities and they get paid to do this stuff. Um, what you were just describing was, you know, Lance like pays people to basically. He pays right. them to like, actually, I think he's part of a group that will bring in like these rich people that want to hunt, hunt men. So yeah. he's more of a consultant, but yes, they pay, they'll pay the prey if they survive, if they get to a certain point. Uh, you'll, um, yeah. So if they, they get to a certain point, they'll, they'll pay them. So, uh, that's how it's kind of done that way. So uh, the people that are being hunted, they're being paid as well. They will be, if they survive, they'll be paid. Okay. So that's how it's done. Oh, and there's an awesome scene where Van Damme punches a snake. I don't remember it. Wow, bro. Yeah. There's a hard target too, as well. Yes, uh, there's no with Scott Atkins and Robert uh, Nepper. Uh, yeah, uh, from um, Prison Break. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, that yeah. was real ridiculous. And there's this, there's even a scene with like doves and shit where like they're trying to be real John Woo and shit. But that movie was like I watched that and I was like, wow, this this is so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I thought there was a hard target 
three as well. But as you pointed out, like, because uh, I had two. made a joke, I was like, hard target three, man, I'm ready for hard target four. And you're like, bro, the there is a trailer for hard target three, but you said it was like a fan trailer. Yeah. Yeah, just a fan made one. It just took other clips of other Scott Acting movies and then just, you know, threw them together. Scott well, Acting obviously, is like there's, a there's an interest in hard target three. Um, I guess I don't know how much of an interest. Like they, they literally could have called that any fucking thing else. I don't know why <laughs> they had to call it Hard Target too. They could have called it, you know, they could have called it the most dangerous game. You know what I mean? Like I don't know why it needed to be called Hard Target too. Like yeah. nobody from the original is in that. So it's yeah, weird. I don't know. It's it's and I I thought I remembered um. I thought I remembered in Hard Target too. I thought I remembered the premise being like slightly different. Like I thought the plot was like a little bit a little bit altered, but like I don't I remember it being a pretty bad movie. It was pretty much just Robert Nepper kind of takes over the Hendrickson role where he's the, the the consultant. Sorry, whatever. Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I no. I, I always it. say his last name wrong. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. So he takes over that role, and he gets a bunch of uh, people who wanna uh, that that pay him that that wanna hunt uh, man, and then they get Scott Atkins, who is like this kickboxer who accidentally kills. Uh, I guess it was his best friend in the ring. And and uh, so they take him out and they're like, oh, we're, we want you to be this guide. We're going to pay you a bunch of money. Then as soon as they get there, I think it's in Thailand. And as soon as they get there, they're like, no, we're not we're not uh, paying you to, to do this. We're paying you to be like if you make it across to the border, the, then you get to keep this uh money belt of uh diamonds or whatever okay, and like yeah. we're, we're hunting you and he's like what seriously and then like he bounces and like there's real ridiculous scenes with like double fucking uh handheld crossbows and like the, and ran and all the and rocket launchers and then he falls down this hill like into an elephant and then gets up and like punches the elephant for no fucking reason and yeah. there's the chick standing there like what the fuck why are you punching my fucking elephant and then, like <laughs> And then like she so like they kind of team up because they start hunting her as well so yeah it's it's really ridiculous and then the, the one chick from strike back was in it who was real badass to strike back but like i thought like her fight scenes in this were kind of weak in this compared to what i've seen her do before but uh, yeah uh, i would i would avoid that one watch hard target one avoid hard target two wait did you mention elephants yes they were in thailand okay well yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of like would segue perfectly into uh, the next film that uh, I had reviewed for this, which was uh, a lot of people. Pre- well, I don't know. I, I I don't know how many film buffs actually like listen, but um, it was a movie 1965. It was called The Naked Prey, and this took place somewhere in Africa. I'm not sure if it was South Africa, but I. I I think it was more like the land of safari. And what happened is a couple of elephant hunters go into the woods and they end up um, meeting like an indigenous tribe and the tribe, you know, like kind of like 
takes them sort of captive against their will. And it, I can't remember exactly, but the tribe wanted something from these men. And the men just weren't able, I don't know if they wanted money or resources, I can't remember, but they weren't able to appease the tribe. And so the tribe was like, all right, now we're going to do our ritualistic thing. You guys fucked with us. And they cast them out into the wild and the tribe gathers and then goes after them hunting them uh and they sport hunt them and i think one of the rules is they had to hunt them one at a time as well and what happened at the very end was kind of strange the per the last person that like got hunted down he was stripped naked and then just sort of like put into an area of the wilderness where he simply could not get out. So he was going to, you know, probably die like a slow, painful death of either like starvation or getting ripped by other predators or, you know, but he would have, I, I can't remember if the guy makes it out or not, but I feel like he did not. I don't know, but that was uh, Naked Prey, and that was 1965. Yeah, it, it sounds it like it was a good one. It, it, it received like a, it was a popular film then. It received like a lot of notoriety, um, you know, because, uh, you know, people, I guess, were into that in the 60s. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that that is definitely uh, one that belongs on the list. And I mean, I know you haven't seen it, so I guess you don't have no but it sounds like the uh they have those like history documentary things nowadays where it's called the, like naked survivor where like oh god yeah pl please do not bro <laughs> do not think that that's what i'm talking <laughs> no but that very end is like kind of sounds like that but like those guys obviously survive but, yeah no this movie this movie was by well yeah, no, it was well-directed. It was, um, you know, uh, I mean, it was well-directed. It was well-acted. Um, I remember the set being really fucking cool because I think they actually filmed it in Africa. I could be totally mistaken, but I thought they re uh, filmed it in South Africa, but it was supposed to take place um, – more in like the Sahara. I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, you know, it was good film. Like, you know, if you're into this type of thing, that is definitely one to check out. I think it's held uh, true to the test of time. Well, like, I think you could watch it today and you like it. So check it out. All right. So uh, what'd you have next? Cause I, I mean, we could talk about the, the next one I had is sort of like on a on like the sim, a similar line. Um, it was in 2007. It was called Naked Fear. It featured an actress uh, named Daniela De Luca. I think I'm saying that right. But the basic premise was that there was this man, and he would go and he would like kind of seek out like unfortunate women, prostitutes, uh, women that were like down on their luck working at like sleazy strip clubs and he would pick them up like you know come come home with me you know what I mean type thing and on the way back he would uh drug them he would then take them out to like um uh 
I think he owned a lot of land out in, I, I don't remember where the wilderness was, but it was like mountainous and like, um, there were like rattlesnakes and shit like that. But what he would do is he would take them, he would strip them completely naked and then leave them, wait for them to wait for the drugs to wear off and wait for them to, um, you know, wake up and become conscious of their surroundings. And then he would like kind of let them know, like he would fire a shot in the air and he'd be like, all right, run girl. And he only did it with women. I don't, he didn't do it with men. Like, I guess it was like some sick, like sexual thing for him. And you know, he basically would like hunt down like, you know, uh, prostitutes and things like that in the wilderness. And it wasn't like, um, I, I would say, I don't want to get into it too much, but it was very enjoyable. Yeah. It sounds like the, um, that that guy wasn't really necessarily trying to like hunt, you know, something that would like, you know, be a challenge either. Like he was just doing it for. Well, uh, he underestimated uh, Daniel De Lucas. Oh, I'm sure he underestimated, but it, it, like he, he wasn't trying to like do it as like a challenge. You know what I mean? Like in Hard Target, like they only would get like you know like ex-vets, you know, like people who had been through the shit, so they would be somewhat of a challenge you know what i mean yeah well i mean i don't i don't know if we have to like you know um refine refine no 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 not at all i was just saying like 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 in that movie like it's definitely hunting game but i don't know i don't know like how much of a challenge he thought it was going to be obviously if you take like a helpless woman and like you strip her naked and throw her out in the middle of the fucking jungle like you know what i mean like you know obviously she has nothing and you have a fucking rifle and a crossbow and shit like that yeah Yeah, like just record at that point yeah um, yeah not for a challenge (laughs) But the one thing I do remember is when the main character, like, started, like, you know, actually, I mean, you know, she has nothing and she's out in the middle of nowhere. But, like, the guy started getting, like, more excited when he saw, like, that she was doing well and she was becoming more of a challenge to him. But then at one point in the movie, he starts getting really agitated by this. So it was sort of like a, a sick fuck sexual thing. I think for him but like you know nevertheless it was like I don't know it kind of reminded me of Naked Prey but uh this was called Naked Fear and it's as nowhere near as like you know (laughs) there's no named actors in this like you know uh Naked Prey was like a classic from the 60s this was 2007 it was low budget but um I thought it was enjoyable this just reminds me of something else I had on my list was uh, the Pest from '97 with John Leguizamo and Jeffrey Jones. The, the just pe- like, I re- I remember that. Is now is that is that a movie where people are hunting people? Yeah, Jeffrey Jones uh, and um, his I guess I can't remember the uh, actor's name, but uh, they go looking for uh, the next uh, trophy piece, and they didn't have, you know. Um, I guess I guess he was looking for a Puerto Rican or I'm not exactly sure, but he had like one like in his trophy room, he had like at the head of one from like every race of people. 
And like, so they oh, go wow. looking for a challenge and like they accidentally pick uh, John Leguizamo. Yeah. And uh, so, so wait, like, they're, they're hunting along racial lines. Like yeah. Oh, that whole movie is nothing but racial lines, dude. Like, oh, well, I, like I, I, I know, such, I know the movie, I know the title, but I'm not yeah. sure if I've seen it. Yeah, it's such like a, like every stereotype about every single race is in that movie. Oh wow! Like it's like I was watching it and I was like, wow, I can't believe he was fucking doing this shit. Like some of it is like it's like okay, it's, it's kind of funny, but like other other times. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Was it like Blazing Saddles where they were trying to use like race as like a comedy thing? Oh yeah, oh absolutely. It was it okay. was straight up a comedy. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It was straight up a comedy, but like some of the like characters he does can be you know like stereotypical yeah. characters he does can be considered a little bit racist but like yeah. it does have some uh some funny scenes with the uh the scottish uh mafia you know they're all dressed in like they're from yeah. fucking like ready to go to battle and braveheart and shit like that uh and like may make fun of some like white bros and like so but there's there's some <laughs> stuff that stuff that would uh just not play today yeah, there's other stuff like he does like a like almost like a a Charlie Chan Chinese man. Yeah, you know, like it's so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> and he does like one of a, a a a Japanese guy as well. He does all oh, his girlfriend's like uh, is African and is and goes to uh, um, the parents so he does like a full like african garb and a fro and then he starts like so these are like bits that could have been on the Chappelle show or something like that <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> like and but but it's not Chappelle doing it you know what i mean it's yeah it's, yeah, it's, no, yeah I get so it. so it's kind of on that thin thin fucking line where you're like dude is that racist like i don't know man it's not good yeah it's definitely like one of those cringy like wow like i can't believe he just fucking did that but yeah i mean there's some other funny moments in it but like what year he does not uh, 97 he is like that title does you know the past really like he really brings that out because he is really fucking annoying in that movie and i kind of felt for jeffrey jones a bunch of the times in the movie where he's like my god i just want to shoot him now (laughs) like moments that is one that i am putting on my list oh yeah I mean, you, you might be annoyed by it, <laughs> like very quickly. <laughs> no, it's 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 definitely one that uh, I want to check out. Um, I was trying to think if there was like, oh well, I mean, I know another one. I mean, if we're talking about racial lines and stuff like that, I guess. Well, we'll save that for the end. But the next film, and everybody's probably seen this, is uh, Surviving the Game. Yes. Surviving the game. What a cast list that has. Man. Yeah, seriously. You want to break it down? You want to break down the cast list? Well, one thing that's interesting that I'll just point out that was a little bit unique um, to surviving the game, except for the most dangerous game, which I mentioned first, is that the men in that, like, there was no financial motivation for those guys. No. They were they were well off guys and stuff like that, but they were 
purely hunting for sport with absolutely no other motivation except for the thrill of the kill and you know uh everyone was competing they wanted to be the one that gets like the fatal shot yes. and they're sort of like you know i think f murray abraham god fuck i even forgot like yeah. f murray abraham fucking uh uh, you want me to break it down? I wrote it down for you. But it's uh, they there is a trophy room though that that they have heads in. Yeah. Uh, but it's Ice T, it's Rucker Hauer, Charles S. Dutton, Gary Busey, F. Murray Abraham, John C. McGinley. They just killed it. They yeah. were like, you know, what I mean, like, let's just go out. Like, we want this movie to be killer. Like, you know, what I mean, like, Gary Busey maybe was like their last pick, but I mean, he was absolutely fucking. Cr- I'm. I remember this one time when he's going after Ice T, and it reminded me of like a video game, like because everybody had like a different preferred weapon in it, and. And Gary Busey talked about how his favorite thing to do is kill um, with his bare hands. And, like, there's one point where Gary Busey's running at Ice T, and he's just like, I'm going bare hands. <laughs> like, he just lunges at him. And, like, I just always, I just always remember that, like, you know, he decided to, like, unequip his weapon and go bare hands. Well, like, what- just... Let me set that scene up for you because I just watched it recently. Oh, Ice T had double backed on them. Well, let me break down the plot first for people who haven't seen it. It's uh, Ice T is this homeless homeless man who is on on the edge. He doesn't uh, he doesn't even care about his life anymore. Charles S. Dunn recruits him to come uh, be this uh, game hunter for Rucker Hauer and his uh, and his crew. As a, as the guide, even though there's no, nothing about guiding, and he, they're like, "Don't don't worry about it. It's an easy paying job. You'll make a lot of money." They sit down yeah. and have dinner with him. Then they start the hunt the next morning. He double backs to the to the uh, the the cabin. He finds he breaks into that room and he finds all the heads and stuff, and then he, he yeah. burns the uh, the cabin down. But like. F. Murray Abraham and Gary Busey are like inside, and like I remember, yeah. uh, F. Murray Abraham's son got, kind of goes in to rescue him, and uh, and Gary Busey's in there running around like, "Where the fuck are you, Ice T?" or whatever fuck his name oh, is in the movie, yeah. and then he comes running out the door like you're just you just have it from Ice T's perspective at this point, and then Gary Busey just breaks through yeah. the fucking door yeah. and, <laughs> and fucking grabs him. And they're like, where are you? And he's like, and he just yells, yeah, I'm going bare heads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I always remember. They don't I know where remember. he is. Like <laughs> he's like on the other side again, but yeah, him breaking out of the fucking cabin on fire. I thought it was such a fucking classic scene. Uh, another scene I remember is like, they treat him to a nice meal before yeah. the hunt that was like one thing when like rucker hauer first recruited him i think he was like kind of homeless living on the streets and rucker hauer said he would pay him a little bit of money but he had to take like a physical test and yeah. he gets on the treadmill and yeah. you know what i mean so they're making sure that he's going to be good sport because they were complaining that the last few guys they had like just really weren't up to the task like you know the kill was quick and it was very unsatisfying for him and at the dinner um 
that they're treating him to before the hunt, Gary Busey has a line, they're eating like roast boar or roast pig or something. And if you remember, Gary Busey like takes the pig head, which is on the table, and puts it right in front of Ice-T and says, look into his eyes. That way you'll know you're devouring his soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that I, he had this whole, uh, I think it was Gary Buse where he asks him like how he got the scar and he goes into yeah. the story about his childhood, about like how he, a pit, he like, wrestles a, a pit bull or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and his dad throws, they put him in a pit, and his dad's throwing like M80s in there or something like that. Yeah, he said he'd get it so he would light off a firework, and then like it would make the dog like attack whatever. So then like yeah. one day they were out in the hunt, and yeah, they they put them both in, in the hunt. He was like, "All right, son, now now it's you. It's gonna be you or the dog. Like you're gonna come out a man." And yeah, he threw the firework in the so dog. His father, dog. His father basically dog fought him yeah i gotta tell you that's yeah. a like gary Busey might be like you know what on earth would do that to a child maybe gary Busey had like the best like excuse out of any of them yeah, to do yeah. It because like you know he was raised in such a psychotic fashion john c mcginn everybody sort of has like a different motivation to do it too because uh john c mcginley he had lost his wife i think his wife was murdered yeah. she was like raped and murdered or something so like his motivation to do it was like he wanted to get back at the type of people that harmed his family and ice t had like you know they were asking ice t a lot of questions and he gets angry at one point and just makes up a story that he killed his wife and child and like that makes john c mcginley just go into a total rage yeah mcginley's just staring at him the entire yeah, time yeah, like and they're like, like dude lighten the fuck up and he's just like staring at him like i can't wait to fucking start this kill but yeah it goes into like ice t's like backstory of like he tells him like how uh, well when he captures like uh f murray abraham at one point he kind of tells him the whole story behind like no he, it was kind of he an captures accident. john c mcginley no it was uh it was f murray abraham wasn't it no it was john c mcginley he captures john c mcginley and john he tells john c mcginley the story about what happened to his wife because john c mcginley's like you killed your wife you piece of shit oh yeah 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 he you're talks right. about yeah. how he talks about how he didn't actually murder his wife and child but the choices he made in his life and certain decisions he felt that like he was responsible for them perishing yeah and john c mcginley like suddenly has like a different view and doesn't want to do the hunt anymore and well you know we all know how that goes Russell Howard, yeah, and f murray abraham he was grooming his son yeah who wanted nothing to do with the hunt yeah. and but like you know f murray abraham was a real sick fuck because he was one of these guys and i guess he wanted to make his son real sick fuckish like gary Busey's dad did yeah. so yeah i mean He's yeah like, i mean this is probably the most well known now of all the when you think about out like movies where people are hunting people for sport i think surviving games gotta be in like the top one <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely uh yeah and then uh yeah what did you have anything else on your list because i had i have a couple more that i sort of wanted to mention but uh 
Let's see what yeah, else. Yeah, um, I think. Well, there, I was looking at the ones that we had um, all kind of agreed on. There's something I'd like to um, mention, and it's been so long since I've seen it, but I think I think it fits the criteria. It's um, a movie called Fortress, not to be mistaken with like the 1992 Christopher Lambert movie. Christopher Lambert one, okay. Yeah, no, this is this is an Australian movie, and um, uh, a school teacher and like her students are all kidnapped, and they're taken like to this remote location. And then they were able to escape from their captors. And then the captors were, you know, they were obviously like, well, we can't just let them get away. So they start to hunt them with, you know, like shotguns and shit. And they, they go, and it's like kind of like the Australian wilderness. So like they're chasing them across the countryside. Like they pursue them for like, ever like over long distances of uneven terrain so um and if i recall they also hunt them down one by one it was you know so it was like sort of a plot similar to um you know some of the uh, others who were mentioned like the most dangerous game where it was kind of like a point to hunt them down one at a time and that's called fortress and it was released in australia in 1985 and uh i think it's definitely one to check out um it was on a top 10 list that i googled for uh people hunting people so i think it was like number eight on the list the fact that there's like a somebody came up with that list <laughs> yeah there's even there's a fandom site and if you check imdb uh one of the things i saw imdb had like the top eight i think movies people hunting people it was like <laughs> imdb's like top maybe it was top 10 i don't know but it was like top it showed up as top movies people hunting people so yeah i agree it's kind of weird that they have that right but that people think about that like more than hey how many movies do you know where people are hunting people? That's not something that I would thought about. That would require a wiki fandom site. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even something that, that I thought about till we, till we decided to, to do this topic. <laughs> but all based on the, all based over the hunt. You know what I mean? We were like, let's do a cast on the hunt. And then it was like, well, let's kind of expand that and just do other movies where people are hunting people. And surprisingly, there was a lot more than I thought. Like yeah. all, all I kind of remembered was the surviving the game and hard target in the past were the three that came off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I thought of a lot more, but I mean, and you know, we'll make some honorable mentions, but um, you know, uh, there were more that I thought, but when I looked at it, like a lot of it was like the motive was like everybody was kind of like trapped in a scenario where like the only way they could survive would be to hunt other people and you know it was basically everybody was forced into this situation i had a little bit more trouble narrowing it down where it was actually sport hunting because sport hunting and you know survival um are you know very very different yes yeah definitely uh yeah i mean we can uh do the couple of honorable mentions now i mean i kind of put ready or not on that list 
it's kind of one that goes in between because I think they're doing it kind of for the game. Yeah, because she's forced to play a game. They're they're hunting a a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's basically uh, Samara Weaving's getting married into this rich uh, gaming family, and uh, she has to play this game on the night because uh, at least, well, she doesn't know that if they don't play the game, then they can all, uh, then they'll die because it's happened before the people who've gotten married into the family have died. But uh, she draws the one card that hasn't been drawn in 30 years. It's hide and seek. And so she has to go hide while they hunt her down. And if she's not uh, hunted and sacrificed by the end of the night, something bad could happen to the family. It's it's only happened once before when they got the girl. So they don't know. Oh, no, it was a guy. Right. I'm this sorry? is something that happened way before the family makes a pact with the devil, correct? Uh, I think like they, I think they the the, the head, an evil spirit, Yeah, right? something like that. It was like the head uh the head of the family, the guy who created the, yeah, the empire. He yeah, he made a pact with the devil and like, you know, it sort of contaminated the whole family. I, I, I was confused because I thought like, you know, um everybody sort of like was forced into that situation like because they knew if they did not kill this girl by morning that they were all going to die a grisly death which they do i mean exploding. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe it was quick but you assume that they were probably going to hell like you know what i mean yeah. after they died because like if they're they made a pact with the devil then in their mind in their realm there's definitely such a thing as hell yeah and you know they were all kind of forced to hunt this girl down because they know but like what you were saying was uh, initially to play the game yeah initially they uh they don't say like they just say they made a deal with this like he met this stranger they don't say it's the devil and then like some of the family members are like yes it's probably all bullshit like nothing bad's gonna happen if we don't like kill this person people are like oh it's some curse like it could like they didn't say that necessarily that that well uh, they had said that everyone that failed to hunt before had died no everyone that had failed to play the game if they did, if they'd gotten married into the family, yeah. and didn't play the game, they they died. Yeah. But, so, but that all order... that only the one card, the hide and seek card, has only been drawn once before. Yeah. And it was the aunt's uh, um, husband who they had hunted, and they they had sacrificed him so that like they don't they don't know. But that's clearly, the crazy old woman with the axe, right? Yeah. Clearly, uh, it it uh must have happened some other time because at one point she falls down to a pit in the barn and there's like skeletons and shit down there dude there's a whole bunch of bodies there, yeah so, like there's a yeah. pit of skeletons so you know i forgot about that, that scene so you're kind of right it sounds like they had been playing that game for a really really long time yeah and if the dude wanted like the guy that she was marrying like I guess he just figured it wasn't going to happen because many people had been successfully married into the family. But if I thought that there was even a chance that like I might have to hunt down my bride on our wedding night because my family made a sick fuck cult with the devil, um, 
I would just be like, yo, we should just be boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, I just don't believe in marriage. Yeah, <laughs> you would really have to convince her. Because there is a part where he goes to her and he was like, hey, you want you want to get married? And, and like, she's yeah. like, flips out of like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> like, yeah, I thought that was fucking funny. But yeah, that, that that's definitely a good, like, uh, mix of, like, comedy uh, horror. I mean, I, I just watched it again recently. I, I like that movie. Is, is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the ending was funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, the I think a lot of that movie is funny. So. And it, it, what was funny, too, is that there were a lot of, um, well, there were a lot of, like, innocents that died, like the servants and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, like the one, it was the one girl who was real coked up just kept accidentally killing, like, yeah. and shit like that. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like, she shoots the one in the head. They're like, are you fucking blind? Like, is does she look like she's wearing a white dress? It's like we have yeah. one target that's really easy to find, and then she I accidentally three servants. Yeah, and then she accidentally shoots another one with the arrow, with the bow and arrow, uh, with the crossbow because she because the other guy was like, I don't even want to use this, and she and he she was like, I'll use it, and then shoots her. Uh, yeah. And then another one gets caught in like a laundry chute and like crushed. In the uh, dumbwaiter. That was a uh, Samara. That was uh, the lead, though. The bride uh, accidentally kind of did that one. But the other, I mean, the other two still, were accident- like, yeah. <laughs> it did not go well. <laughs> yeah. And then the butler who gets fucking like the hot tea like thrown in his face and then like uh, she chokes him out and then he, and then she flips the car on him and shit like. He really gets it fucking bad too. Yeah, and it, it's just funny at the at the end too. Like he tried to say it like a couple times, but the dude is like over the bride, like who's like tied down to the table, and he's like, "Hail Satan!" Yeah. <laughs> like, and the one guy's looking. I think he's like sitting on the toilet, or he's somewhere, and he's just like on his phone, and he's like looking up packs with the devil, like real or bullshit. No, he was he was looking up how to use the crossbow. (laughs) There was one. There was one point where he had typed into Google search, and it was like packs with the devil, real or bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you know that yeah. So I mean yeah, it was kind of like a a dark. A dark comedy, I yeah. guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you had, you had uh, something else on your on your list that was kind of in the in the weird area. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I think, uh, I think Battle Royale was one of the. Oh, ones you, mean, you mean about. some of the? Oh well, there were uh, these. I guess you're right. Um, the one was um in uh, the uh, late '60s. I think. I think it was 68 it was called targets and oh. i think it's based on it's based on the true story of charles whitman and he i think he was like a retired like uh military sniper and he kind of like goes berserk and starts like hunting people um on the university of texas and like i think it was like 65 or 66 and um i i think the movie took some liberties and made it more of like you know a man like you know hunting but he doesn't really like he doesn't like pick them off one at a time oh he's a vietnam veteran okay. he, he's a vietnam veteran who climbs on the perch of the uh ut campus and begins shooting students to death one by one um but that's not really i mean that's a fucking that's a fucking crazy gunman yeah yeah exactly. that's not really like you yeah. know 
he shoots them, but you know, he's just some sick fuck who does it. So, uh, I'm glad that, uh, that's not really, that doesn't really, uh, fit the criteria. There was another one I had on there that I have not seen. It's called series sever the contenders, but it did come up as one of those fandom searches when I typed in hunting people, hunting people. And, um, I haven't seen it. I think you haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, no, I remember uh, seeing it back back in like early 2000s. It was kind of like in a documentary uh, style. It, it has it that it was a mockumentary around yeah. uh, like Survivor like TV show reality. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was kind of like a reality TV uh, show where like contestants are kind of forced to like, you know, you know, survive basically. Uh, uh, see, another one of my I, I favorite don't remember ones. it that well, but uh, also stars Ice T, and it's people hunting people, but it, it you know they're all forced to kill each other. It was called Mean Guns, and it oh, had Christopher well, Lambert, Ice T. Those are the only like actors that I can remember off the top of my head, and they're they're all like they're all like uh, members of like a cartel like organized crime and they're lured into a prison and it was a I, brand new prison it was before yeah. it was opened yeah yeah and, yeah, and they were told of- they could not leave and they had to kill every they had to kill each other until there were only like three people left and the the three people left would just be allowed to leave but there's the reason i really wanted to mention it even though it's not like exactly like what we were talking about the yeah. one scene and i remember watching it with minor for the first time he had not seen it and i'm like yo check out what's about to happen now and they're like all right you know here it begins and there's a there's a bunch of people down uh down uh, listening to ice T make his speech and they're like up on rafters and they start taking like these huge buckets of uh guns and just dumping it into the crowd and then they start dumping in ammo and then they start dumping in like knives and baseball bats yeah when they're dumping the guns like everybody reaches for the gun and they're like all trying to shoot each other and there's no bullets and they dump the bullets and then they just dump fucking like yeah knives and bats and shit i mean at least at least they do do it for there is a prize at the end for the last three there is like uh, three suitcases of like a million dollars each or something like that. Yeah, for, for I mean, one. I thought the main prize was more like, because I don't know how many people were in there, but you get like the impression from the crowd that there were at least a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, at I don't know if it was that many, but yeah, it did seem like bro, it. It, it was a lot a, though. A, it was a yeah. huge, like he does it in like the main block of the prison, like where I guess like the cafeteria area, and it seems like it's filled to the brim with people. So I have to think there were like at least a hundred people. But the one thing that should be mentioned, and it just occurred to me right now, Christopher Lambert's character found out a couple days early that that was going to happen, and he went anyway because he liked doing it and he's taking uh pills and they keep asking what pills he's like and he's like prozac ritalin and valium and he keeps like periodically taking doses of and like at one point they're like you knew about this and he was like 
yeah, I want it to be here. <laughs> yeah, you like a fun, fun. Well, I, at, at least at least one person willingly went into that. I yeah. mean, he's a fucking total nut job. <laughs> I thought it was a great movie and should be mentioned. Yeah, I definitely did too. Well, uh, what else was there? The other two we were kind of discussing were uh, Battle Royale and uh, Hunger Games. But, the, I mean, they were kind of forced to hunt each other for entertainment. Yeah. So I didn't, was, I didn't uh, think that quite... Uh, it, was, uh, um, it was over a war that happened. It was like Penance for a War or something like that. Yeah, Penance and for an uprising. Like, so each day had been... Yeah. Yeah, in so yeah, were, in Hunger Games, it's like each district has to like uh has to get one person or volunteer one person from that district to fight in the Hunger Games or whatever. And then in Battle Royale, it was like one random school or class filled with children would be like snatched up and kidnapped and placed on an island yeah. and forced to battle. I love that movie. That movie is fucking brutal. Wasn't the Hunger Games like kind of like based on Battle Royale? I I felt it was. I mean, there were there were books, but Battle Royale came out first uh, before the books did. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I there thought, is there I is some similarity. Yeah, yeah, oh, there's, yeah. There's definitely some similarities. I prefer Battle Royale. Uh, I I think that movie is fantastic. You know, if you haven't seen that, you should check it out. There's another one I wanted to mention as well, um, and I don't know. I mean, how this would play out, but. Lance Hendrickson, Ray Liotta, The Escape. It's a bunch of prisoners, and they're taking to that island out in the middle yeah. of nowhere, like very, like, you know, and these are convicted prisoners, just like, you know, in, like, you know, Running Man or, you know, um, whatever. And they're all put on an island, but the island then develop like it like basically branches off into two big factions. One where like Lance Hendrickson is the leader and the other where his like evil brother is the leader. And like they're the evil faction. It also had Kevin Dillon in it. Yeah, and right. On on the island, and the guy that played Winston from Ghostbusters, he was good in that too. Um, but like once they're on the island, rather than choosing to like live in harmony, like yo, we're gonna be here the rest of our lives, like you know, um, the one group starts like hunting down the like. If you remember, there's like guys like dressed like hardcore like Sahara warriors, like with all kinds of crazy piercings in their ears and stuff, and like whistling through the jungle, like hunting people down. Like so, it's not. I don't know. I just thought it was worth a mention. Yeah, because, it yeah, they're all forced there. But what happened? This the civilization that they built is based on hunting the other group yeah and like i think there were some like clans there that even ate the people they were hunting yeah i think part so, of the uh, <laughs> other group yeah there was that remember, too. i can't remember who the villain was in that in that movie it, i i know the guy but i don't know his name like i've seen him in other movies before but uh i, I feel like sure. it was i feel like it was dennis hopper but it wasn't <laughs> it was not dennis hopper no yeah um 
his character was supposed to be Lance Hendrickson's brother. They called Lance Hendrickson the father. And yeah, I guess m most of it is just like a battle for ultimate supremacy between two rival factions. But it kind of like eludes, there's like more going on there than just that. Yeah. And like at the very end of the movie, they set it up so that the warden of the prison, the guy that like tricked them all into, or, you know, put them all on the island rather, like he gets like knocked off of like a helicopter and, and the one guy's like, yo, Warden, we need to go and hide now. And he's like, it's cool. The choppers will be here to get us. And they're like, he's like, nah, like they've already start hunting us. Like we need to bounce now. And like, you know, so there is a lot going on. And then they get like a, a nuke at one point too. They yeah. Yeah. So, yeah like. Somehow like, a, somehow like a, a small thermonuclear device. <laughs> like, and it's like a rocket launcher nuke. Like it's something that you'd see out of like the uh, Fallout video games, and yeah. Uh, yeah, they they somehow come upon like a handheld nuclear missile launcher, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I get, it doesn't totally fit, but I mean, I just thought it was like worth a mention. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then uh, before we get into uh, the hunt, you'll see you'll see why I brought this up. Uh, an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, season four, episode one. Dennis and Mac Manhunters. <laughs> I what I don't remember that one. You don't remember this one? It's when uh, it's it started out in the uh, in the bar, of course, and. Um, D and Charlie are like eating some meat that they found that was like Frank's and Frank gets like really pissed about it. And then like, and uh, Dennis and Mac talk about uh, like, they're like, yeah, we should, we should hunt. Uh, they, they talk about hunting cricket. They decide they, they decide. I do. All right. Cricket. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Frank's like, you shouldn't hunt man. He was like one time, I went through this town and he's like, no, that's the story of John Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he, so yeah, he, I he, remember he's like, they drew first blood. He's got like a bandana. Yeah. He drew first blood. They're yeah. like, no, that's John Rambo. <laughs> he's like, no, I lived that. And they're like, yeah. no, you keep saying, you keep living, you keep telling the life of John Rambo. <laughs> like the whole episode, he thinks he's fucking John Rambo in that. And he, and he convinces Dee and Charlie that they've eaten uh, human meat, and now that they have the taste for it, and they keep. Oh yeah, they, they, they were like with egos. Yeah, they like they like tried all these different types of meat, and they go to like that uh, the the um the Chinatown in uh in in Philly, and they're like, Wait, don't they go to like a morgue? Yeah, they like, go to they, they go, go to a morgue at one point. They want to eat like one of the corpses, and like one <laughs> of them's got like a six pack of beer. <laughs> yeah, they they got a six pack and a hot plate, and then and they're like, uh, is it racist if we don't eat him? And he was like, no, I just don't like dark oh, yeah. meat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they uh, they go to like the Chinatown, and they're like, should we should we try monkey? Can we get monkey? Like they eat monkey in a uh, Temple of Doom. And the, the guys behind the counter are like, we can get you, monkey. <laughs> they just stare at him. They're like, we'll take some of that, too. <laughs> like, yeah, and it ended up just being like raccoon and shit. And like, I didn't know the title of the episode, but and that was one. They hunt 
rickety were they gonna eat rickety cricket no they would they, they were just hunting him yeah that they thought that uh cricket thought that that's who if they were like what happens if i get caught and they're like oh don't get caught <laughs> 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 and they talk about like with the different things they can do to them like they used to do mm-hmm. in like high school and stuff and they were gonna like teabag them uh, or uh cut their pubes off and, and uh glue it to their face and they end up doing that to each other <laughs> and then like and uh and then uh frank ends up helping out uh cricket to like you know get revenge on them and shit (laughs) but it doesn't end well for cricket at all (laughs) because it kind of just goes to black after uh nothing goes well for that guy (laughs) if you really go back and start from the beginning and watch it all the way up he starts out as like this humble priest guy and like who at one point was in love with d and like just goes all oh, the way the fuck always, downhill. He's still like always kind of in love with Day. Yeah, yeah, but like he went from like a respectable like kind priest. of human being, like you know, to, like yeah. Well, he went from a Catholic priest. Yeah, exactly. To, like a dude that like uh, talks about how he was in a gangbang in an alley by dogs. Yeah, <laughs> like a dog gang. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, he was now like homeless and like missing an eye and like addicted to meth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was very grim for him. But yeah, uh, not only what did I think that was very on topic, but also because um, Den- uh, Dennis Reynolds, Glenn Howerton, he's he was in uh, the hunt, so that's yeah. why I thought that would be a great uh, a segue for that. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that is. Um... Like yeah. I didn't realize he was in the movie till I heard his voice when they're on the plane in the up opening uh, sequence. I was like, "Oh, Dennis Reynolds is in this." I was like, "This is definitely going to be a fucking comedy." When I saw the trailer, I was with my buddy, and I was just like, "Yo, it's Dennis." <laughs> you know I mean, like he'll forever be Dennis in my yeah. mind. But like, that is a great. I mean, if you're gonna get typecast. Like yeah. Dennis from Always Sunny, like that's a badge of honor. Like he was in one of the, uh, I think he was in the first season of Fargo, actually. Um, oh man, that's a yeah, lot. New was, season of that coming out, by the way. I, I don't remember the date, but there's a new season coming soon. It, it was originally supposed to be 2020. I thought they said they were gonna start filming in 2020. Um, I don't, I don't. Are they in post production? Uh, they're not only in post production, but that shit's about to come out. Like, so. oh shit, I did not know. Yeah, That's I keep awesome. doing, uh, ads and stuff for it. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, the hunt, the hunt. So uh, let me get a a quick uh backstory to like because well, I know we didn't quite get into why it was delayed in the last uh cast, but it was originally supposed to come out September twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen uh then i um but following the uh dayton and the el paso mass shootings in early august universal pictures decided to delay it the film had also drawn criticisms from from pundits on both sides of the political aisle aisle as well as a uh, tweet from the president as perceived as targeting red state voters and depiction of uh, liberal elites and uh they i um, i feel like none of those people had seen the the movie either because it kind of definitely mo- mo- makes fun of both sides. And uh, it definitely took a lot of the, uh, like, that was the, the one thing I didn't like was the, all, like, the buzzwords. It was, you could tell it was, like, they just went to the list of fucking buzzwords and were like, 
all right, well, this, this has come up recently. This is, this is a hot topic. This is a hot topic. But like, I understood what they were going for. I thought it was fun overall. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't really like it for this podcast. And I made my reservations known to you before we start casting. I, the hunting people in this movie was more of a metaphor. I mean, it's just, it's so controversial. It's so, so politically charged, you know what I mean? That like, I kind of don't see it in the realm of like, you know, know horror and stuff like that you know we we usually try to like avoid like really hot topics you know what i mean and talking about like politics and religion and stuff but i will say there are some things i liked about it um i liked the ridiculously elaborate killing yeah the overlooked killings were great like the ridiculous thing like they go into that like fake gas station i think holly hunter is behind the counter right yeah yeah holly holly hunter yeah yeah and like (laughs) It's, it's ridiculous these three people are in the gas station and like they rigged like all the fucking food in the place like you know all the fucking junk food and shit to be poisoned so like whatever they were going to eat i think this soda was like the only thing they didn't touch but, but she like, like yelled at him was like don't drink that and she was like he yeah. was like oh yeah i can't believe you poisoned the soda and he was like the sugar in that alone yeah <laughs> yeah it's it definitely like that's what I'm saying. It definitely makes fun of fucking both sides in it, like at the both both of the extremes. Yeah, but it was just a political satire, and I don't yeah. think like I, I, it was like the hunting people was just a metaphor, and I just don't really want to like. But it it was a group of people who kidnapped a, another group of people that was hunting them for sport. But so, that really like, ultimately wasn't the like it was. Oh, about, yeah, that wasn't the ultimate. It was about conspiracy yeah, about theory, theory and stuff. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But like, I didn't like it for this podcast. But there were some. I would definitely say like it's worth a watch. Um, there I were just, it surprisingly funny too. I wasn't. Yeah, expecting that's it, uh, that it was like yeah. there's a one like this guy's got like an arrow through his neck and he's like on the ground dying. Like he's not like he'll be dead in like probably like fucking thirty seconds. And rather than just you know like walking by and taking his body away they decide to start lobbing grenades at him <laughs> they threw in a grenade and, they're, and then you just hear Dennis be like did you pull the pin <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and then another grenade falls in front of him it was like, just so ridiculously unnecessary I like the guy like that when they first get to the box of uh, weapons and stuff and then when they start shooting him, the one guy that just starts charging at him, firing both of them, he's like, ah, and he's just shooting at them. The, so. the thing that the thing that uh, took me really by surprise was in the um, when they wake up in the woods and they have like the dog collars in their mouth and stuff like that. Um, what you call the blonde girl, the first girl that you see like the pretty blonde girl yeah like, i thought she was going to be like one of the main characters oh yeah i, I liked think. how they kind of sh- shift it like in that very beginning from like you were like okay she's going to be the main okay he's yeah. going to be the main and then but i mean if you had seen the trailers you know who the main the very main girl was but yeah i thought those other uh people were going to survive because they were like you know the uh the 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 
focus of the uh of the of those scenes so yeah i really liked how they uh they did that i, lo- I love that end fight scene too i thought that was great <laughs> where they're like not another window and they pause and like open the door <laughs> and then yeah. go through we're in like she throws that bottle of champagne like at her and she like dives to catch it she yeah. doesn't want it to break <laughs> and they're like can we just get a moment like i just i just need a moment to pause and they're like all right, one one second. And they both like are just taking a moment to, to pause. My favorite scenes all like were in that gas station because like they could have shot them, they could have done whatever, but they chose to poison all the food in the gas station. And then when like they're trying to help the woman that's eating the poison on the ground, like what's wrong with her? The husband and wife put gas masks on and throws a fucking poison gas. Like it's like it's not tear gas. I think it it like had like a bio. It's like a a chemical weapon. (laughs) They could have done anything. Like they decided to fucking throw fucking chemical weapons in the play. It was just so crazy. And then um, I guess like the main character would have been the girl. What is her name? Was it Betty Glip? Oh, I, I forget her name. I know she's in that uh, that show, um, the the wrestling show with um, uh, with Glow, Dark Mary. Glow, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I looked because I saw her in it, and like you know, she's well. I decided to look up and see what else she had been in, and I saw Glow. I've never seen Glow before. I hear Glow's good. Uh, our buddy Matt keeps uh recommending yeah. that to me and i do like mark Marion too so but well i think the part i was going to talk about though as my favorite scene a lot of people that have seen the movie probably would you know think that this would be in the top scenes is um again in the gas station after they cleaned up the bodies and the girl walks in and asks for a pack of cigarettes and she asks where they are and they're like we're an ark and saw and then she totally flips out smashes holly hunter's head in the counter and throws her back jumps behind the counter pulls out the shotgun that you know all gas stations in arkansas would have yeah. shoots the guy turns to holly hunter and she's like no please and she's like cigarettes in arkansas are six bucks <laughs> yeah. you fucked up and then blast <laughs> blast her head done yeah, that I love how she figured part. that out. Yeah, I thought that was great. And the story about the jackrabbit. Oh, yeah. I was like, your mama told you that story about, like, that homicidal jackrabbit <laughs> yeah. that kills the fucking box turtles, <laughs> and his children, and wife <laughs> yeah. in front of them. <laughs> so yeah there were there were a lot of enjoyable things in it but as a movie of like people hunting people i just saw that as more of a metaphor to make like you know this crazy politically charged satire yeah yeah you could definitely see what they were uh going for but oh uh, yeah i uh, yeah and, i, I and, saw and it works definitely but yeah it's definitely less i mean it's still people hunting people so that's why it was included but uh, yeah, that that uh, I think that pretty much uh, wraps it up for today. Uh, it yeah. So um, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining me, Keck. Yeah, always, man. Everybody, take care. Be safe. Yes, be safe.